Hey everybody, welcome back. We're the Mentors. I'm Jamie. I'm here with my buddy Gabe. Gabe, how you doing, buddy? I'm I'm very good. Want to wish everyone a happy um, secular New Year. What is that? Yeah, you know, ha- this is Rosh Hajanuary. Um, not particularly yeah, relevant to our to to the you know lunar calendar, but to all of those who who you know honor the Caesarian Gregorian Gregorian calendar. Happy New Year to you. Sure. Happy New Year. Uh, welcome. You know, excited to be back for 2024. Lots of fun Jewish sports stories uh, in, I think we could call this season five of the Mensch Warmer. Season is that, five. Is that fair? We're going to be, we're going to be coming up on our fifth anniversary soon. Yeah. Uh, which seems ridiculous. It does These seem last ridiculous. five years have just sort of I would have, all blended I would have hoped into mush. We would be, um, you know, living high on the hog by now, but yeah, uh, we're extremely thankful for all of our listeners and we want to keep growing with you. So please tell your friends about this show. We, we should do some, some five-year retrospective uh, in a few months when we actually hit that anniversary. Yeah, a clip show? Because um, I think... That, of of yeah, the exactly, most awkward exactly. Yiddish uh, jokes I've told? That's right. That sounds like uh, like terror for our producer, Michael. But, uh, you know, maybe we'll, we'll get him to do it. Um, but Gabe, I guess uh, what's been going on since last we spoke is... Uh, I think there's something we need to discuss, which is, is tunneling a sport? Is uh, is extreme tunnel making a, a sport? Um, is this uh, the newest Jewish sport? It, it might be. Digging? I, you know, this is, <laughs> this is somewhat of a, a raw take, but, you know, it, it's a group of messianic unmarried men um, who, like, like, might just need something to do. Like, the, you know, the yes. Grand Rebbies might have just said, oh, let's give these boys a shovel. Yeah, that's right. I think, I think it's like, um, these guys just absolutely needed a basketball, uh, <laughs> like they just, or, or like something like something to keep them occupied. I think that's, yeah. that's, uh, that's exactly it. Like, I, I, I can't remember <laughs> where it's from, but I remember reading, uh, somebody, uh, somebody who was Catholic who wrote about like going to Catholic school as a teenager. Um, and like every time they had impure thoughts, they were told to just like go outside and play basketball instead. Yeah. And I feel like that's like the inclination for these uh, Chabadniks. Uh, I, like every time you want to start digging a tunnel to like, you know, fulfill the Rebbe's uh, wishes in your mind, uh, like just go play basketball instead. Like absolutely. I know it's cold out. Like fine, like do something I, else, like handball. I think like there are if, sports that are indoors. If tunnel digging was a sport, then the Israeli-Palestinian conflict is getting a whole new side to it. Yeah. A, a sports competition. I, 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 I saw a tweet, uh, I think you sent to me, which was uh, the, from, from a musician, Dan Lehner, who said, that video of a Hasidic guy emerging from a sidewalk grate and running off is both one of the funniest things I've ever seen and something I trust a very small group of people to riff on safely. Yes. I think that's been that's been borne out the last few days because this has gotten like, like if you look at anything about it now, it's just like the same sort of nut job, blood libelous conspiracy theories uh, that you see about anything to do I, with Jews. And, and like a few like, and Jews, who like online Jews who are like having a good time yeah, this of it. Is, but like- Who think this is hilarious. I, you know- this is we're getting a little serious here, but I feel that sometimes <laughs> like secular Jews treat Chabudniks like sort of like we think non-Jews treat us. Right. You know, like they are the Ost Juden. Right. They are the weirdos, uh the other uh yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean I, I look I I yeah, I'm That's not it. Pre- I have never scurried you know, out of gonna a pretend tunnel. to be an expert or anything like this, but like yeah, it's it's anyways, it's high times in uh, novelty tunnel digging. Uh, but let's move on to some 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 real sports. I mean, you know, it's been the uh, uh, college football playoffs, NFL playoffs, not a lot going on that's had to do with Jews, I think, um, in, in the last you few know, weeks. But there's been other stuff going on. There was- unfortunately, the season of, you know, one of our um, 
uh, you know, favorite Jewish sports stories of the year. Um, Jake Retzlaff, the BYU quarterback, has ended. Right. Um, yeah. I think this was his last year of eligibility. Um, yeah. So uh, no, I think he'll be back next year. Oh, he'll be back next year, going up against. Uh, yeah. Okay, I see this now. Seven-year senior Jerry Bowen on. Yeah. Um, yeah. BYU's got like is always been good for having like twenty-seven-year-old seniors on the team who've done a mission. Yes. Um, right. They come but, back. But I do want to say off the top, it, it is it is hockey season. We have a lot of hockey to talk about, um, and uh, we have an interview coming up at the end of this podcast that. Uh, or in the second half of the podcast that, we, that I want to talk about, which is with Kaylee Fratkin. Uh, Kaylee is a, a professional hockey player who's played for years in the various The second uh, w- Jewish professional Vancouverite hockey professional hockey player we've had on this podcast. Right, right, in, in, in just as many years. Uh, and she is on the Professional Women's Hockey League team in Boston, which is... Uh, Their name. I guess a- aptly, yeah, aptly, but uncreatively named the PWHL Boston. Uh, but you know, they've just gotten on, they're to, working off on the branding, they started, you know, yeah. they have, they have at least <laughs> one Jewish brain trying to figure out the marketing of that project, um, being, being, uh, uh, Kaylee. So, you know, yeah. we're going to get on the, she, it was a great interview. She talks a lot about, you know, her Bobby's view of hockey vis-a-vis law school. <laughs> um, you know, what, what, what it was like growing up and sort of how the women's game has evolved. And she's been a part of it for a long time. Um, something you right. you know want to mention. We chatted about it off. We don't get up. We we um, get a lot of questions about uh, you know Dave Schultz, who's got the penalty minute record um, for the NHL. He is not <laughs> Jewish, right? Not Jewish. But uh, Kaylee Fratkin does have the PWHA, the Professional Women's Hockey League, career penalty minute record. Um, sure. So you know we have some sandpapery Jews in hockey. Uh, and yeah, not to, not to mention another another Boston night. Uh, the greatest fictional goon of all time, uh, Doug Glad. Doug Glad, that's from, true. From, from Jay, from Jay Baruchel's goon. But I, I, goon I too, thought he's uh, a Haligonian. He's a Bostonite in real life, but he's a Hal- no, no. He's he, he in the movie. He's in Boston, and he gets called up to play for the Halifax minor league team. Gotcha. But he's from he's supposed to be from Boston. Okay, uh, and he's adopted by a Jewish family. You mean you mean the uh, Iron that, Jew? That's why he's called. Doug as they Glad. call him in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, and also goes up against Le- Liev Schreiber, right? A, a real Jew playing, playing a non-Jew, uh, a Marty, yeah, playing a non-Jewish kid. Anyways, um, it, it's a very nice interview with Kaylee. Uh, very nice of her to join us. Uh, busy time right now for her in the PWHL. Uh, and we wish her lots of luck and and you know luck to the league. I think it's it's exciting to you know, people people who know more about hockey than I do and more about women's professional hockey seem to be very excited about this uh, oh, as an undertaking and you know its potential to become. You know, a sort of breakthrough as a women's sports league. So, so you know, when you're watching, I guess this the show happen. will probably come out on on Thursday. The next Boston game is on Saturday, the 11th, um, and I think they have games roughly twice a week after that. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, in, if you're in Canada, you can watch. I think all of them on TSN Plus, um, which is amazing that they're all telegraphed. And if you haven't watched any of the games, the um, the production is fantastic. Like, you know, it looks like right. an NHL game, which is sort of a first. If you've watched women's hockey in the past, it's it's you're like got you know one camera that is just like there, sort of like a hand cam in the audience. But now it's got full production. It is really really cool. Um, right. And you know they 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 play at UMass Lowell, which is pretty set up for a big production. You know UMass Lowell is a very good uh, college hockey team. Um, so yeah, there's it's it's really exciting to see. Yeah. Uh, so in other Jewish hockey news, we should talk about uh, the World Juniors, which just ended. And the American team came away with gold. And one of their goals in the in the final game was scored by, uh, I, I think it's Zeev. I've, I've only seen it pronounced as Zeev, but it might be Zeev. Uh, 
but Ziv Ziv Boyum, who's a big prospect, is, is it probably Boyum or Boom? I mean, there's a lot of different ways. I, I, you could, I, I, again, yeah. he, he's he's an Israeli American guy. Um, he is the younger brother of uh, Shai Boyum, who yep. was I think picked in the late first round or early second round um, uh, a couple years ago. Yep. Um, you know, he's, he's and currently he currently plays for University of Denver. Um, right. Generally now, you know, it's a good school, great hockey school. Um, Shy is also a Denver one. Um, their mother was an Israeli basketball player. Um, yeah. And, you know, he is. And they grew up in California, which is which is, seems crazy. But I guess that there's an increasing amount of guys coming out of California playing playing hockey at a high level. Absolutely. I mean, obviously, it's a huge state, but I, I don't think of there being like uh, that many rinks that are open all year round. But so well, obviously there are, you know, <laughs> my dad, my dad that is, he's now, you know, a, a, a young retiree, I suppose he's, you know, we're a retiree one way or another. Um, and he noticed that there are two uh, NHL players from Phoenix, Arizona in the league, and both of them play for Toronto, um, oh, which wow. is a really good snowboard, really convenient snowbird uh, uh, program. You know, if only they played for Calgary, are, are, that would be even better judging by the, you know, demographics in Phoenix. Yeah, no. So it's exciting to see him come up. I think he's someone to keep an eye on. Um, you know, he's Jewish, his Israeli parents, and uh, playing for Team USA, the juniors. Yeah, this is a real. Uh, the juniors are always a real opportunity for people to shine and and show show their worth. And uh, you know, it can it can increase their their prospects as a as a potential uh, draft pick. So Absolutely. it's exciting to see him, uh, and we'll see how he goes. And and if you in, know, in the hopefully we'll see what draft. happens in the in the draft this year. Shire was drafted by the Red Wings. Um, in the right. second round with any luck, you know, we'll get another huge hockey market, maybe even Toronto that picks Zev, um, <laughs> you know, he can go to Edmonton and, and play with, uh, sure. Hyman, you know, he's, he's unlikely to be, you know, a really high lottery pick, but that just means any team in the league can find this diamond in the rough. Um, you know, he isn't going to be sent to a bad team immediately. So I'm all for it. Right. Uh, speaking of Zach Hyman, we should say that there is a, uh, ongoing campaign right now to get Hyman, uh, voted into the all-star game close isn't he uh, yeah so i saw the last uh stats as of wednesday night from the nhl uh i believe had him in 10th in the fan voting but pretty close to the to the guys who are above him and, and the cutoff um, is, and is eight there's eight more spots i yeah so uh artemi panarin uh who's also of jewish origin at least uh russian guy is is in eighth right now yeah. and there's a few uh skaters ahead of him i mean again i don't know how this would all work out and if there's uh sorry if there's uh people who are injured or something like that reserve it could be they, yeah in. i think they yeah. would usually go to an aura might be a coach's choice yeah, um, exactly. you know Hyman so, is, is it, sort of a coach's dream you know in the nhl mac babcock once said i wish i had 23 zach hymans and we'd win the stanley cup so i think he's a you know to get get an all-star nod especially back in toronto um the games in toronto so his hometown yeah. and you know is the, the place he played for the first six or seven years of his career would be pretty exciting um, speaking yeah, of, for sure. I mean, P- Panarin, I think, is actually going to miss the game. So e- even if he is voted in, yeah, uh, just because I think his, w- his wife's giving birth, from what I read. Uh, so get your tweets out. I mean, if you're still on Twitter, there's like that's the way to do it. I don't know if there's any other way to vote. Uh, maybe you know, request a paper ballot. <laughs> you know, they have to, they have to let you vote for Zach Hyman. Yeah, and not if, leave if, the line. If, if you are in, in the line, NHL, they have uh, to let you vote. I'll start voting exactly. Um, uh, so get, get in line now. In, in the, and if you're in Toronto, I mean, that you know, great opportunity to go see Zach Hyman. Absolutely, play, uh, it'd be very, very cool. After he's been um, away for a couple years, you know, and and who knows, maybe they'll find a skills competition you can be in part of as well, because there's, you know, it's a it's a, the skills competition is sort of a big tournament. Um, he's not in it right. as of right now. Um, you know, sort of 
but but Quinn Hughes is likely to be, um, which is pretty right. exciting. Quinn Hughes, you know, the we're looking at fastest skater, hardest shot, stick handling, one timers, and and Quinn Hughes taking sort of the next step into one of the top five or ten players of the league. Um, you know, it's his second All Star appearance. He's already been named to the team, as is his brother Jack. I think we can expect to see a whole lot of Quinn Hughes over the All Star weekend. Um, you know, sure. he's the captain of the surprise team of the year this year. Um, yeah, you know, he is leading the Nucks. Nucks are really knocking. Yeah, they really are. And he is, you know, it's him. You know, the number one defenseman is yeah. the captain of a team that's taken the next level, sort of right when he has. Um, I personally credit the Jewish guy for being the X factor <laughs> in that hockey that hockey yeah, uh, team. He, you see, he's like the uh, open Oppenheimer for the uh, the Canucks. Is, that's right. Is, is how you're yeah, he, that. he is yeah. the Oppenheimer. Um, yeah. And then who would be the Barbie? Is his brother the Barbie? The two of them are, are Barbenheimer. You know, the New Jersey right. Devils are also cooking. Um, right. And they're not quite at the same level, but they're cooking. Sure. Um, this this metaphor is uh, somewhat tortured, but, but we'll go with it. Moving, moving on from professional hockey, we want to talk a little bit about something that's been going on or is developing uh, in, in, in the international, international hockey amateur scene. hockey, which, which is that there's just a recently published uh, news alert from the IWHF uh, that governs uh, international hockey. I, I'm going to say Israel... Swiss organization, double IHF, and I'll just leave, I'll let that one simmer. So I'll, I'll just read verbatim what it says in the press release. After careful consideration, the IIHF Council has decided that due to concerns over the safety and security of all participants in the championships, Israel will not participate in double IHF competitions for the time being. Um, there, there's further, they go on to say they can't assure the safety and well-being of all participants, including Israeli participants. Uh, and they made this decision. I mean, this is still something that's breaking. I mean, I guess there were going to be some different competitions this, this spring and summer uh, that this is going to affect, at a, at, or, or at least at a minimum, I guess, the uh, the women's worlds and I think the U18 men's worlds um, uh, and likely, w- 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 you know, would have been affected. And the men's worlds that happen every May, there's like tiers, and I think the Israeli right. national team is in either tier two or three. Should that happen, you know, this summer as well. Yeah, but now it, it sounds like it won't be participating. So... I should just say that we don't know much about this. I I, I would say that uh, I can say that sources have told the CJN that uh, they weren't particularly happy about it or the Israeli hockey executives or people involved in that. Uh, I'm hoping that we'll have more on this, either either from us or more likely from uh, from Alan Besner or somebody else uh, at the CJN. So keep an eye out for that and see if uh, there's further information about this because it's really just coming out now. Uh, and I haven't seen much commentary about it, but it's it's interesting. I mean, we certainly talked to people who have been instrumental in in making hockey a thing in Israel, and they're very very proud of how how far the country has come as a as a you know as a as a hockey playing place altogether. So absolutely, this is um, not a you know, this is not a, a welcome a welcome thing. The tournament is in Czechia, Czechia, right? Because yeah, it's in Prague and Ostrava, um, che- Czechia, yeah, Czechia. Um, this year, which like. You know, following global anti-Semitic news, as you know, sure. one does doesn't seem that that Czechia um, is a particularly bad place for Jewish people right now. I mean, obviously, it's got sort of a, a big history, but like, you know, I'm I'm not, I don't know. It's it's a real shame, you know, that the IIHF has decided to do this. Um, at least as far as we can tell, you know, as we say, source told the CJN, it's unconfirmed. Um, without, you know, full agreement of, of the Israeli national team, who, as far as we can tell, was interested in playing. Yeah, so uh, we'll have to keep an eye on that and see uh, 
what what progresses or, or what we hear from the different people involved. But uh, it's disappointing. It, it is. Um, just um, and you know, just, I, I just one more thing. I games want. are in. Um, you know, some of the games are supposed to be in Ostrava. Um, I don't know if you have been, but it is the home of the Global Zither Museum. Oh, cool. Yeah. One more, one more thing I wanted to mention before we get to our interview is that uh, there was just a recent announcement that uh, there's going to be a Netflix show about five different basketball players. Oh. Uh, in in the in the NBA, like a behind the scenes type show, like they did. Um, they did a, they did a quarterback show last uh, last year. And are uh, any and of one them, of the people who was selected by any chance Jewish? Well, one of them might be. Uh, still undecided if he is converted yet, but uh, I, I not not he is undecided. But we we haven't heard any update on this uh, since last offseason. But Demontis Sabonis, uh, the Kings star. Uh, who last we heard was converting is married to a Jewish woman, raising his kids Jewish, uh, is going to be one of the athletes featured. So maybe they'll touch on that. I, I wouldn't be like, you know, given the way those um, different sports documentaries have done, like they've done a little the bit family's of usually I, I bet you would meet Shoshana. I think we were going to meet sure. Shoshana, his wife. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I don't know when that's happening. I, I would assume that if they just announce that they're the people in it, they haven't filmed the series yet, but I, I, I don't know. Um, so hopefully that comes out. I don't know next spring, next fall. I, I like. I would imagine that they they they're probably filming it now at the playoffs and, and off season maybe, and then yep. with the debut to be scheduled with the next NBA season starting. I you know it's sort of funny reading press releases for movies or television where it's like, oh great, when's that going to happen? Four years from now? Like great, like, yeah. You know, like uh, I, I wrote something about um, the Bradley Cooper movie Maestro uh, that just came out. Like I wrote something about it when there were photos that were released about it. And I looked when that was, and it was in May, 2022. So like, you know, like that was like a year and a, a year and a half before, you know what I mean? Like these things have their own. So I, I will Hollywood, say so. we, as a people don't make it easy to convert. Um, so like he might <laughs> yeah. still be in the process when the show comes out sure. as of, you know, if he was, he started at least on the record in April, 2023, that's when we last, that's when he announced it. Um, right. So, you know, he could still be doing it if they're filming it now throughout this season. Um, yeah. But no, it's it's absolutely. I mean, hopefully, it's good for the people. We we could use that right now. Sure. Uh, so we'll have to keep an eye on that and see see what comes right. Um, but looking forward to that and hear more about it. Why don't we take take a quick break and then we'll come back with our interview with uh, with Kaylee. Hi, we're here with uh, I guess her, her reputation precedes her multiple time All Star defensive stalwart. Uh, you know champion of of every award and championship there is to win in in hockey uh kaylee fratkin uh welcome to the mench warmers hi thanks for having me you know kaylee is here a member of the boston pride um the boston pride was your previous team your new team is the boston team do they have a name other than boston in the new pwhl no all the the teams this year are going under the league name so pwhl and then the city that they're in and then Right. Beyond this year, they're gonna then come up with their team names and logos and stuff like that. Not, not to, not to bury the lead here. I just want to say um, the the team is it's part of the new professional women's hockey league, which just, I mean, the first games are just the last. Uh, I guess when this comes out, yeah, the last few weeks. What's been going on in terms of making that happen, or what's been how, how have you been involved, or uh, what's been your side of things in terms of uh, getting that new league underway or being part of that new league getting underway? Yeah, there was a lot of moving parts to it. Um, I was set to play in the PHF for the um, New Jersey Riveters. So I was actually leaving the Pride um, after spending six seasons with them and then was joining the Riveters. And um, 
you know, a, a month before training camp was supposed to start. Um, you know, it was the announcement of our league getting acquired by what was at the time the PWHPA, which was the association that was formed um, and that was working kind of in conjunction with what we were doing in our league. Um, and we, it was kind of this, we were going to come together and they were going to be starting a new league. Um, and so I was very much like all the other players that kind of were in the PHF, not really knowing what was going on. And, um, and then we went through kind of a, you know, there was a draft, a free agent frenzy, and then uh, a six-week training camp. So the minute we kind of finished six-week training camp, they were narrowing down rosters. So players were getting released. Um, players were, you know, uh, moving around, um, just entering into like kind of waivers or waiver period. And then um, and then final rosters were announced. And then we were starting to play games like a week later. So it's been wild. So, I mean, you've been in, in Boston for, you know, over a decade now from college to other leagues and now now in the uh, the uh you know this league is there you know when you're going through the process was staying in boston always your goal or one morning do you wake up and you're like oh i guess i'm moving to minnesota you know the, i with a league people have roots because it's a new league yeah i mean my roots have always been in boston obviously like you just said um you know i have kind of stayed in the new england-ish area like i played for connecticut and the riveters but yeah, with this whole new league, it was very much, you know, because it was going to be a full-time commitment that if I was a free agent, I didn't get drafted. So my mindset was I'm open to any market. Um, if I don't get drafted, you know, I'm maybe I'll have an opportunity to kind of pick where what camp I want to go to. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I figured maybe that would give me a little bit more, um, you know, of a, I had a little bit more control over where I wanted to go. Um, but yeah, if Minnesota called me and was like, Hey, we want to offer you a spot, I probably would have gone. My husband wouldn't have liked it, but I would have gone. (laughs) (laughs) Is he, is he a Boston guy as well? He's a new England guy. He's from Connecticut. So yeah, but he's the same thing. He went to BU and played lacrosse there. So like he, he's been a Boston guy his, his whole life too. And I know it's, I know it's, uh, I know it's early going, but is there, um, is there anything that feels different about the PWHL uh, that's unique about it or, or anything about um, how it's going so far. That's giving a feel for ha- for what it's like compared to uh, some of the, I guess, I, I don't want to say attempts because you know, there have been successful women's, ho- women's professional hockey leagues uh, or at least ongoing ones. I, I, I guess of varying degrees of success given their uh, re- like relatively short longevity. And there seems to be a, um, some difficulty with, with cons- just keeping the product out there and all that. But is there anything that feels different about the PWHL or, or anything about it? Uh, I, again, I, I appreciate that it's early on for you guys. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely early. Um, but, you know, a lot of heightened and attention. There's a ton of um, publicity going around and support um, towards it just on so many different levels. And I think that that's something that had been um, kind of difficult when you had, you know, multiple kind of leagues or kind of, doing similar things, but going in different directions, um, or sorry, working in kind of the same direction, but just like kind of working alongside each other. So it was almost like people didn't really know kind of, you know, where to support or who to support, or they almost just chose not to support um, at the time when there was a PHF in the PWHPA. So, 
now. I okay. feel like there's a ton of, um, you know, everyone's on board and wants to support it. I think from like a hockey perspective, you're really just taking the top end of what was in the PHF and you're taking the top end of what was in the PWHPA and you're bringing it together to make the most elite. But, you know, overall from a, um, you know, professional standpoint, there's been a lot of similarities that cross over to like what I was just playing in in the last eight years. So sure, there's still a long way to go. Like we are not at all um, in a place where we can all hang our hats on and be like, hurrah, we've done it. Um, the fight for for equality in the sport definitely remains. And it's it's just the beginning. Um, and it's it's a good starting point. But um, yeah, definitely a long way to go for us to all sit back, I think, and be like, okay, we've done it. <laughs> I don't so know if we'll ever Let's just it's say it's that. interesting you talk about that. Like that must be a feeling that you've experienced before in a bunch of other, you know, uh, leagues that have gotten off the ground and have now morphed into this one. Like, is is there? When do you think you will have made it? When when does that hat go up? That's a tough question. Um, I think when we get to a place where you know the working conditions are exactly where we want it to be, paychecks are where. It is livable for every single person. I say livable because livable is such a, you know, it varies from person to person. But we're in a place, sure. you know, where the bottom end of the league, if someone's on a, you know, a minimum salary, we're talking about that it's a six-figure minimum salary. It's not yeah. a, you know, uh, $35,000 minimum salary. Um, so it's a place where, you know, everyone in the league is taken care of and um, not just a small percent and just the reality of where we're at. It's um, that's kind of just where we're starting and growing. And so I think that's one piece to it. Um, but also places where you're in your own venue, like right now we're playing games in, um, you know, great venues, good facilities, you know, you're playing in some NHL facilities, mm. um, you're playing in some AHL facilities, you know, we're playing at UMass Lowell, um, you know, that holds 5,000 people. But um, in some holds, you know, some are playing at the XL or UBS tonight. So they're playing in good facilities, but you want your own facility. Like you want a team where it's like Boston PWHL or PWHL Boston. Um, and it's, you know, your team name, your logo. And like, you know, there's 20,000 seats and you're filling it. Um, you know, that's kind of where we want to go. There's obviously other things that you know, I don't want to sit here and bore you with, but just generally speaking, that's kind I of- do not find it boring. I, you know, no, I, I, I don't, I don't find it boring either. I think it's, I, I mean, I don't want to put, uh, you know, this is a heavy question or, or, or a, a big question, but I guess the thing that I've always found interesting is, or, or the big question is sort of how, how do we get there with either women's professional hockey or any uh, women's professional sport league? Because I think obviously um, there, there have been, certain elements of, uh, of women's sports that that's been, if not on par with men, surpassing it in some ways, not in terms of quality, because quality is always going to be, uh, you know, something that's incredibly high in, in every sport, uh, you know, uh, whether it, basketball, softball, baseball, et cetera, sorry, um, hockey, et cetera. But uh, you see things like tennis or golf that have a professional um, class and, and an ability to support, to support itself and be ongoing in a way that, team sports don't seem to have to have been able to do that uh, i i don't know what the i don't know what the reason is i'm not i'm not suggesting that that i that i know at all but i do think i i think i, I and i i would imagine that most people involved in uh the pwhl or, or women women's professional hockey believe this as well that like there is an end point where that is possible um what what does it take what 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 needs to happen to make that happen huge investments <laughs> <laughs> 
sponsorship money. I mean, you look at like LGA, you look at tennis, you've got some major, major sponsors involved. Um, you know, I think that's really like a big piece right now is bringing in like the right partners with the right dollars. And I think that's like, you know, one piece of the equation. Um, the other piece in which you're kind of, you know, seeing that's there, it's just sustaining it over time or for every single game is the the fans, the ticket sales. I mean, you just saw in Minnesota, 13,000 fans there. Oh, I mean, amazing. demand is is there. It's just like, how do we sustain that for every single game? And you see the NWSL doing a really good job with that in like some of their markets are really engaging with the community. And those are like pieces that it's, it's going to happen. It just, it does take time. Like, unfortunately we're in a place now where there's a really good base of investment. Like you now have a staff where, you know, I've been in a couple other leagues and it's no knock to kind of those leagues at all. But, you know, you had a very lean staff just because of, you, know, you couldn't pay to have a staff of like 15 people. And now we have a staff of like 15 people, um, you know, uh, each team. And then there's, you know, a massive front office too. So anyways, I'm now going all over the place here, but those are. No, but I, I mean, I think it it, 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 it makes, um, we should, we should mention as well. I mean, there is a. Uh... I don't know, a billionaire of sorts who's involved here. Mark Walters, Guggenheim Partners, um, it, it, you know, they own the Dodgers and uh, and Chelsea um, in in England. Like they're, they're the money behind behind the PWHL, uh, at least currently. I mean, I assume that their goal is to ultimately, you know, make something that they can sell and get other people in, in, invest in. But is there, does it does it feel like a real, that there's more money in it right now? That there's an investment in, in, in the league that, hadn't been in other leagues? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think to start and then the ultimate goal would be, and I, you know, I'm, I'm just speaking from, from my side that what I would sure. think the ultimate goal would be, right, would be to sell off your team so you have individual ownership. So you have not just one Mark Walter, you have 35 Mark Walter. <laughs> right. You know, and Listen, there's- if, this, if the, we ever sell this show, if this podcast becomes, you know, truly, we can get an all Jewish hockey team together, you know, all of you guys in the league, We'll barnstorm. We'll have the Mench Warmers logo on it. We can bankroll this if this show ever really takes off. <laughs> Great. Um, so uh, I, I want to get sorry, back to ahead, that dude. a little bit. You know, talked about the league. We'll get back to it. Tell us a little bit about young Kaylee. You know, you you are Jewish. You're one of the few, a handful of Jewish players in the league. Um, you are, you know, we are a Canadian show. You are from the Vancouver area. Um, is my understanding. What is your, what was your upbringing like? What was your, did you have, you know, were you Jewish growing up? Were you a little more observant? Like, what was that like for you as a kid? Yeah. I mean, so yeah, I grew up in Jewish family, mom, uh, mom's side's Jewish, uh, father's side as well. And uh, grew up in Vancouver with, you know, my close family in the area, but grew up very much in sports right away from a, from a young age. Um, you know, and and I had participated in, I went to, you know, Jewish preschool and I had, we definitely had it growing up. We, you know, did Shabbat, like we did all, Yeah. we, we did observe and, um, but we're not judging to, by the way, this is no, all, you know. no, 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 I know this, but no, I just got to a point where it, we celebrated all holidays, like absolutely mm -hmm. sure. grew up with that as a foundation, like very much my mom instilling that from a very young age. Um, but I got to a certain age where, and it was early on for me, cause I'm the youngest of three where it was funny, like, you know, Friday 
you would traditionally, we'd be getting together with like our cousins and everyone. Mm -hmm. And slowly as we got more into sports and in particular hockey, it was like, oh, Kaylee has to miss Friday dinner. She's, you know, off at a hockey game. And then it was like every holiday started to creep in where like my grandmother, like Bobby, my my dad, um, we would be like, she'd be like, well, why are the kids missing you know, why are they missing these things to go to to just to, to hockey? Like she just didn't really understand. I, I think if you were missing it to go to medical school, she would have been thrilled. Well, I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story because my oldest brother, Jesse, is five years older than me. And we have a middle brother, Casey, and um, you know, they both played too. And it wasn't until Jesse committed to go to Brown University where my grandmother was like, Oh, so this is why I've been playing. <laughs> this hockey thing's not not so bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, getting into an Ivy League school, and it was my dad. Like my dad was super into sports, and like that was his his thing. And his parents basically, he tried to live out the dream of playing golf, and got to a point where his, you know, his parents were like, "Okay, you got to give up the dream because mm. you know only like one person is going to make it." Type deal back mm-hmm. then, you know, one person in Canada got a scholarship to the US sure. that they were like you got to move on first of all you need to get your education and like go to law school and you know naturally you know became a lawyer and then a judge but um (laughs) oh cool you know that's very you know it's really funny the um the thing about uh about friday night dinners and um uh missing them for hockey if there's a if there's such a thing as a canadian jewish identity uh i feel like that's very central to it like the same thing happens in my family where uh, one of my nephews is, is is playing like double A, and it's like, well, why does he have to? Why is or why is his skating time this at this? Don't they know that there are Jews on the team? It's very. <laughs> I think this is a, a conversation that's happened uh, within Jewish household ac- across the country, maybe in the states as well. Uh, but but probably that's a uniquely Canadian thing. Um, I feel like, and also like Friday night is like a real hockey night. Like I, I guess they play like high school football games that day as well, and I'm sure there's other high school sports that go on or whatever in the states, but like. Uh, hockey games are on Friday night. Like that's a that's a pretty common thing, I, I think across Canada. And so then you grew up. You you came to Boston. Now when you watch, you know, young people coming up, does it matter to you? And this is boys or girls, uh, you know. And it either does it matter to you that they're Jewish? Like, do you look out for Jewish players, or even in your league now, do you know who's Jewish? It's. It's not really till recently where I started to, I don't know, you start to be like, oh, well, that for sure. Like, you'll, you'll watch <laughs> sports or, you know, you'll watch college college sports and you're like, yeah. oh, that, that's for sure a Jew. And, like, yeah. it's a, a funny joke, like, in my family. Like, we just, because we were always, we were always the, cho- we were always the token Jew, really. Like, yeah, really, absolutely. And it was just, and especially hockey and, and women's hockey, too, it was, mm-hmm. I feel like even like I'm just a much smaller community and when mm-hmm. I went to BU it was more prevalent for sure um and just because it was always is nicknamed Bijou like there's a ton of Jews that go to BU yeah. and and then yeah so as I got older it's definitely become more of a thing but like not or just you know kind of talking about it but when I was like you know, younger now, I guess my my mom will say it. She'll be like, oh, did you see that player? Blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, he's a Jewish, Jewish kid. And I was like, oh, yeah. that's good. Like, 
That's well, I, I I hope this appearance on you know our podcast or, or you know talking about it publicly, you 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 hopefully will have some fans come up to you and say, uh, oh, I heard you're Jewish, you know, and I'm I'm Jewish too. And- yeah, I um I think too. One thing I was just thinking of that you just remind me of was um, when I was in college, I got a letter to the house that was for like the Jewish All-American team for NCAA or something. And I was reading okay. this letter and I was like, I didn't even know what it was at first. And I opened it up and I was like, oh, <laughs> All-American. That's kind of cool. And then I looked and it was like the Jewish All-American team. I was like, even better. <laughs> so like, so no, for you, a- is, is that your Hogwarts letter? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Uh, going back to the PWHL, I just wanted to, to ask you quick, you know, you, this is sort of, at least for a lot of hockey players of your generation, what is finally a summit of all of them after, you know, a, a lot of years playing in a lot of different places. Like, you know, you play every day with, with Hillary Knight, who's, you know, a living legend. And, you know, is that, is seeing all of the best players in the world finally in one place? Like, is that, you know, does it feel triumphant in a way yeah it does a little bit like I kind of have to very much at the beginning kind of of everything like when training camp started and Mm -hmm. you you were trying to see how all the different teams and rosters were forming and you would see you know the big names and then you would see other players that I've been playing with for you know you just start to see a mix and then you'd see some euros come in and you definitely need to Oh, kind of that European, um, you know, you hope that they're going to start to trickle over too with kind of the growth of everything, which I think naturally it's going to happen. But um, yeah, like there, it's been a long road to kind of get to this point. I mean, there has been times where I, I in the beginning years of the PHF that was formerly the NWHL, mm. you know, Hillary and all those other players did play in the league. So there's never, yeah. there has right. been a point where we have all played together in some way, but now this is like very much the only place to play. Um, you know, you can still right. play overseas for sure in the other leagues, but like sure. this is really the best place to play. So I think in that way, yeah, there's a couple of moments where I'm kind of like, you know, this is this is pretty cool and unique to be a part of. Do you guys internally have a, a, a way to refer to your team in, in any way aside from PWHL Boston? Because I feel like there's got to be... You know, you gotta. It, it, it's like the when Washington, when the Commanders were just the Washington football team. It's like you need something to hold on to here. You know, even like sports teams. Uh, sorry, soccer teams that are like uh, like we've like Toronto FC. Like they have a nickname. Like they're called the Reds or whatever. Like even if it's not special. Do you guys have a name or is it is it uh, is it coming? I feel like that's something. Yeah, you all should be so, should be brainstorming on. Yeah, the league trademarked um, a couple of names. Like we're a okay. team, and so ours was trademarked Wicked, and so we. Um, We've we just call like our team wicked. So yeah, oh that's fun. Yeah. That, that's fun. It's got some Boston like, uh, PWHL Boston, but yes, yeah. yeah. oh, Boston wicked. And there's going to be a I think there's going to be a wicked musical film uh, coming out <laughs> at some point soon. So you, like no, it's good crossover. Like it's just good. Uh, it's just good. Uh, you know, like um, search engine optimization or whatever. Like get the get the name. I out don't there. know. <laughs> we'll see. I like it. Uh, anyways, Kaylee, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, good, good luck with this season and good luck, good luck on the ice. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Big thanks to Kaylee Fratkin for that enlightening and interesting interview. It's always cool to talk to somebody who you know was part of a new thing. Um, yeah, it's very exciting. Um, and and it, w- it was cool to see her. Before we go, 
Um, I'd just like to take a moment to give a big shout out uh, to our producer, Michael, who, you know, the day before recording this is a very, very special birthday boy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Happy birthday, Michael. Uh, he, he, he's bringing us into a, a year, a year for all of us of turning 35, which seems daunting. Um, I, I, but, uh, it's great. What is there, have, you know, your high minus one. Yeah, that's true. Double high next year. It's a big yeah, one. Double high next year. Um, very big. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to, I want to shout out, um, something which I've been consuming over the last few weeks, which I, I, I it has a connection to sports, which is, uh, very tangential. So, uh, something that you would usually go off on. Um, but I've been listening to the, uh, Barbara Streisand memoir in audiobook form. And, uh, she was in a sports movie. Uh, I've never seen it, but it was called the main event where she manages boxer Ryan O'Neill. That's what the movie's about. She doesn't have that much to say about it, in huh. the book, which is surprising because she has hours and hours of things to say about other things. Um, so yeah, uh, if Yentl had had a basketball, Maybe uh, she too could have, uh, you know, gotten at some. I would agree. Maybe, maybe she wouldn't have had to dress as boy to go to yeshiva. Yeah, she could have just played ball in uh, 19th century. Poland. There's two ways out of the show, uh, you know, yeshiva and ball. <laughs> and ball. <laughs> this is this is quite the tangent. Uh, but big recommend if anyone is thinking about listening to the Barbara Streisand audiobook and is also tuned into. Uh, minute 40 of this podcast. I, I re- definitely recommend it. Um, anyways, as always, uh, we're brought to you by the Canadian Jewish News. You can uh, you you should respond to the Canadian Jewish News' uh, um, fundraising emails and uh, and whatnot and, you know, subscribe and uh, give them money. It's a good organization for a good cause. Absolutely. You know, more, than, more than ever, Jews need to be putting their money where their mouth is and supporting I, I, great journalistic organizations, which is only made possible by listeners like you. <laughs> uh, um, and you get all kinds of stuff like uh, the print issues of the of the newspaper. Very, very curious. I'm just, you know, does talking about Yentl? Does she talk about um, Amy Irving at all? And like. <laughs> Uh, she she does yeah again like every, every person she's ever met in her life basically gets talked about yeah. um so we, we can chat about that off mic or if uh if the cjm wants to bring me on to another podcast to just talk talk about i, I we could fill 40 hours talking about the uh barbara streisand uh, memoir that'd be a great um, idea for a podcast t- it's just a chapter by chapter re, re uh just chapter by chapter, of, yeah. of babs re, you know if my yeah re re renaming re my naming is is barbara yeah exactly my 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 Barbara Streisand exposure. My grandmother, um, she's not around anymore. But when I was a kid, um, you know, she's a Holocaust survivor. Came to America, you know, came to Canada. She had a, a Barbara Streisand videotape that was like always like fresh watched. Was like the the run right. that was like right in and out, and it was just like if you wanted to watch a video, you had to find a space for the uh, you know my name is Barbara TV special. That was on on, on Betamax. Exactly. That was just there all the time. It, yes. It, it was like yeah. the default in was Barbara Streisand VHS live right. concert. That's great. Um, she's she's uh, she's led an amazing career. Uh, anyways, uh, as always, we're brought to you by the Canadian Jewish News, as I mentioned. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Menschwarmers, uh, where you can get updates about the IHF and uh, retweet votes for Zach Hyman for the All-Star Game. Uh, and thanks for listening. And, and your Until best, time, your best Brooklyn Chabad tunnel jokes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We got them all. <laughs> See you next time. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.